is, you know. Oh, I say! Welcome to Filthy Shambles, Season 3, Episode 23. Uh, Before we get to talk uh, uh, about uh, Fearless Tottenham and the the splendid little point we got up at Manchester City on Sunday, I just want to shout out to Terrace Edition. So basically, I've written a, a little article to accompany the majestic photography of Sam Cornish. So if you're on Twitter... Uh, follow Sam Liam Cornish and also at Terrace Edition. Uh, there's loads of posts on my timeline as well. So Terrace Edition is a fanzine, um, 80 pages, full colour, loads of different articles from uh, a, a, a variety of uh, writers and bloggers about their football clubs. Uh, so me and Sam kind of got together. I wrote about Tottenham. I write about belonging. You know what I'm like. You know, you're always going to get something philosophical with me. Um, and I think I've, 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 I've done all right. I've done all right with it because the 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 photography of Sam Cornish it just captures, just captures something about being at Tottenham and being a football supporter. Um, you know, we can we can lose ourselves in politics and analysis and the rest of it. At the end of the day, you just want to support your team, and you just want to be immersed in in that experience. And Terrace Edition put out this is the second issue issue one completely sold out so get on this one because it's got an article by me it's got photos by sam um and it's going to be a collector's item and i'm also going to try and make an appearance at the london football book market um god this is going to sound so cringeworthy uh, because i'm going to sign a few copies uh, <laughs> so uh you might catch me there on saturday um that's at 25 Red Lion Square in London, Holborn. Just a few minutes walk from Holborn Station, I think. Uh, so that's on Saturday. London Football Book Market. Loads of other people are going to be there. It's not just Terrace Edition, but you've got the Blizzard, uh, Mundell, Urban Goals, just just loads of different um, publishers, loads of fanzines. It's free entry as well between 10 o'clock and 4 p.m. Right. I am joined by Chris... Chris, welcome, mate. Good afternoon. How are we? Uh, we're good. Now, I, I don't know how this is going to sound after I've put it through Audacity and edited it and the rest of it, but you're calling me through a mobile phone. So this is an experimental podcast. So apologies, at least Chris should be apologizing, if the sound quality on this podcast is an elite level. Um, I, am, I am hundreds of miles away in fairness, so I'm prepared to use that as an excuse for one, one time only. Okay, well, we're 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 allowed that as you're up in and having to live amongst the Newcastle fan base. Um, uh, we 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 let you off this one time. Um, Thank you. Thank you, mate. Look, I rewatched the game yesterday, having watched it live, um, and I made loads of notes, like like literally uh, blow by blow comments on 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 the flow of the game because there was a lot said after the game, especially by by the by the Sky Sports panel that, you know, we should have, we should have lost seven or eight nil, which is just absolutely ludicrous. 
Um, football does not work like that. You score one, doesn't mean you then score every other chance you had after that first chance. I mean, fucking grow up. Um, but I just wanted to ask you, mate, like, do we need a referendum after every single game uh, played? Now, this is something Charlie Eccleshare has written about. There is no need for us to analyse Angeball or, or 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 delve deep into whether it's a good thing, whether Postacoglu is naive, whether Tottenham should be playing a more defensive lineup because we haven't got the quality to play Angeball, etc., etc., etc. Where where are you at with this this rather boring narrative at this point? Because I've bought into it, and it's it's about longevity and it's about the the long. It is literally about the long term. Where 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 have you landed? especially after this sticky patch of like three defeats and now finally a point. I mean, it, you know, he's a, he's a manager like many managers who have a philosophy and are prepared to stick with it through thick and thin as, as per our previous probably three managers were all ultra defensive. Um, they all had certain patterns of play that they had to follow rigidly. Ange is no different, but his is a more front foot attack style um, play through the lines, play out from the back. Occasionally, you're going to come up against a team who's probably better than you that might be able to pick off certain parts of that game. But why, if he thinks that it works for the best of for, for the club that he's at currently, which is Tottenham, then what, why is he going to change? You know. Us as a fan base have been waiting for this sort of football for years, really since ever since the the, the man from down the road uh, left. So, mm. I mean, yeah, the the whole naive thing. I just you almost think that that these um, pundits are just would rather we just sat and almost waited to die. But they they quite they quite liked Spurs when it was like ultra defensive play on the break. Occasionally it would look good and would score some good goals, but most of the time we probably wouldn't do anything in the game. Or certainly against the the, the so-called bigger clubs, your cities, the Liverpool, etc. But I mean, you know, the Chelsea game was just a freak game altogether. But if you look at the rest, beat Liverpool, beat a drew with Arsenal, drew with City, beat Man United. Why? What? Why? Why should he change? He shouldn't change for anybody. So. It's amazing you saying these words because, like, for people that don't know Chris, at the start of the season and during the summer, you were quite disillusioned, which is fair enough. You're someone, again, for people that don't know, you travel up and down the country. You're based in Newcastle. You're a Tottenham supporter through and through, but you travel up and down the country watching Tottenham. Um, And obviously, like a lot of us, we were very, very disconnected from the club, uh, from the manager to the players, to the, to the ball, to ball level. Um, you know, we didn't understand what our club wanted to be because they weren't, you know, they weren't looking back at our traditions and our heritage and, and the rest of it and trying to align with those very, very important things. And instead what we've, what we got was a very messy, um, self-loathing experience, um, because we aimed, we still aimed really high with Conte and, and maybe not so much with Mourinho, but I, you can understand what they were trying to do. And a lot of us kind of bought into it because we thought, what the hell? We've tried everything else, and, but it still didn't work because it it cannot work. Those, those combinations do not work for a club like Spurs. And just touching on Mourinho for a second, yeah. My thing with Mourinho is is that if 
the fans had been in the ground the whole his whole tenure, he wouldn't have lasted anywhere near as long as he did. Spurs. He yeah, would completely been, agree. He would he would have been gone so much sooner than he actually was. The fans just would not have put up with what we were having to watch on through bloody Zoom and uh, and watching it on telly and it with, with empty grounds and stuff. Um, yeah, it's it just he would have gone along, and then obviously if he'd gone earlier, who's to say what would have happened in the, like now? But ultimately, he probably got I don't know four months longer than, or even longer than he probably should have done. Yeah, um, yeah, but yeah, exactly. so we you know, we that's, that's in the so, past. Yeah, 100%, and we're not going to dwell on that. So what I wanted to ask you, basically, was what is it exactly that, that's actually brought you on board, I guess, with Postacoglu? Whereas before you had lots of doubts, you, you felt that, you know, he was a small manager in a big league. He he, he hasn't really been... He's, 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 he's achieved a lot, but not on the level and the pressure that exists within the Premier League. It's a completely different experience managerially because, you know, as we know, you only have to lose a few games uh, and the, the pressures of the job means that you'll probably get sacked at most football clubs. Uh, so what exactly is it about him? Is it his, his words, the, the, the way the players have reacted to his words? Is it the football? Is it something that you've seen that you 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 kind of understand is still imperfect, but you you can you there's a tangible journey, there's a conclusion to to what he's building. I mean, what is it exactly that you've pulled out and thought I'm going to anchor myself to that? I'm I'm completely bought into this now. I'm going to enjoy the ride. I think it's a, a, quite a number of things, really. I mean, the, the, Ange is a bloke. I mean, he can't unless you're like well weird. Or, or just you know, an, like a, a Chelsea Arsenal rival fan, they can't help but not like the bloke. You know, I I didn't watch Celtic, I didn't see any of his sort of stuff um, in Scotland. You know, it was one of them. Who was like, well, you know, Neil Lennon's won the treble at Celtic. That was sort of what I was looking <laughs> at. So, and I was like, would and would I want Neil Lennon at Spurs? Absolutely not. Um, that was my sort of thinking. You know, I didn't look into these past in Japan or. Uh, in Australia, I'm thinking, is it thinking, is this the best that the club can come up with? That was, you know, and that's obviously sounds very sort of, um, I don't know, thinking that we're maybe above, bigger than what we are, that sort of thing. Um, and, and, and and you know, I've mentioned it before. I was very much a massive Pochettino man. Um, should, still argue we should never have been split again. We're just treading with old ground. I was very much of the opinion that he should have come back in the summer. But the club decided against that. Um, so you, you've got Ange the man. You've got Ange. You, you're just going to see through your own eyes the football that we're playing, or maybe I don't know. The first half yesterday and in the Wolves game, I've played pretty well in just about every game this season. Excuse me. Um, hmm. And ultimately, ultimately, the top is the Tottenham manager now. And yeah. I'm I'm not one of these weird people that's just gonna just say, oh, well I don't want him there. I want him. I don't. Ultimately, I don't want Tottenham to lose games of football. Yeah. And that's what that what's results in managers getting sacked. So, you know, I have to sort of you have, whether I wanted to or not. Really, I, I had to get on board, and you've got to support the guy. Um, I think he's done great, and you know, and he's he's almost got his hand, one hand tied behind his back at the moment with just how many players. We've got, I mean, you know, you look at yesterday, how many other teams have ever had to play their left and right back? <laughs> or even that's, it's essentially their second 
choice. Or you yeah, just choice four fullbacks full at the back. Yeah, it's it's at mad. The back, and... So, and you know, and and, and then losing like Madison and and uh, and another like Benton Kerr, you know, coming back and then out again for. And it's not like he's gone out and he's going to be missing for a couple of weeks, bloody three months. So yeah, yeah, we, yeah. It's just there's there's lots of factors into why uh, and 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 just like seeing getting results like yesterday just sort of proves that ultimately, given if we can get a full squad together, you can do good things. I generally believe that. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely no doubt. I'll say this every week, and it's, it's probably broken record stuff. We're going to get to the game because it's, uh, because I want to. I don't want to go through it blow by blow, but I kind of made loads of notes just based on on the flow of the game, just in terms of um, in terms of that first half compared to that to to, to the second half. And I want to get to a few things, uh, but before and then I want to I want to talk about some of the standout performances and, uh, and one or two other uh, little things that. Uh, um, that I kind of noted off the back of that. But, I mean, first of all, you know, we... Three defeats on the trot. Um, stopped that run. Got a point. We, we've actually got the best away record in the Premier League right now, which is absolutely batshit crazy for me to, to wrap my head around because if we could get the home form sorted, then we, we're title contenders. And I know that's like... Well, the home form was fine. Home form was fine until yeah, yeah, until the Chelsea game. This is why. This is why it's such a bizarre. uh, It's just a bizarre debate to to keep having after every single game gets played. You know, it's like you know nothing has changed from two weeks ago to today. Yeah, we, we we've actually got a point off the back of the weekend, so something has changed. But my point being is the issues that Spurs have or rather the things that we need fixing over time will have existed whether we're in the position we're in now or whether we beat Chelsea and we were still top and unbeaten. It wouldn't, it, for me and for Postacoglu and for, every, and for a lot of other people possibly, the main objectives will not have changed, even though what we're doing in the moment might redefine what you're doing a month from now, you know, you, you're top at Christmas, then you seriously have to say to yourselves, we could win the league here. We've got to do everything to try and win the league. And obviously, if you're not and you're fifth, then then you revise those expectations. So I'm not saying that you don't change expectations and you don't evolve them. But long term, Postacoglu, who's always banged on about this, and, he, and there was a version of this before the City game, you know, we're not, you know, the objective isn't to be Man City. The objective is to build a, a team that can compete with Man City, you know, and that might take another season or two. Um, so it got me thinking about this this constant, uh, um, again, very boring narrative that the media that, uh, are, are obsessive about, really. That you know, how dare Postacoglu? Uh, you know, how dare he play naive football? He should make. Um, compromises you know as Sky Sports yesterday said uh Hoybier coming on was a compromise he's bringing on a defensive player to blah 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 but do, do you think it's really dumbed down like really like to the point of it being patronizing it's not like he's going out there and telling them attack 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 and just don't worry about anything else there's there's, there's complexities to his tactics right there's positioning there's who runs with who and who moves into what space, and it's not just it's not just the dumbed down version that the media quote. You know, when he says, 
you know, it's who we are. We're going to play like this. It doesn't mean we're going to play recklessly, even though you can make an argument that City had a lot of the ball yesterday and we gave the ball away a fair bit. But I think those are different problems. Um, Do you think there is naivety? Do you think he has to compromise more? Do you think we should have or could have... um, played a defensive team yesterday and maybe played on the counter and, and stolen a 2-1 win? I mean, do you think any of those things are, are possible or do you think they're just worthless debates to think, have? I honestly believe if we'd gone there and just sat 10, 9 men behind the ball, we would have got absolutely... You know, I, I I was one of them people. I was I was sort of really frustrated after the Villa game didn't take what chances early in the match and it and it, it generally looked like every time they put a ball in the box they, they were, were going to score. score yeah because we just didn't yeah. look like we could either mark or or defend and you think well you know I mean they're a, they're a decent side don't get me wrong but you know when you you then look and, and you see the Man City team that gets put out at half three and you're thinking my god we're going to get smashed there's literally not a weak there shouldn't there shouldn't be a weak link in Man City's team because you know, I still argue that they should win every single match with the with the players that they have. I know that's not how football works, but you know, I mean, that that, that squad is ridiculous. Um, and you're thinking the only way really is to just just go for it. And if you lose, and you know, we, I think because as well, it doesn't like for us. We've gone for so long where we've just seen games where we've just sat there and almost waited to die and you just think, I don't want that anymore. I don't, I just just have a go. Um, and, and ultimately, the, the thing yesterday, the, the, or certainly from the media's point of view, the big bugbear that they have is they don't like the fact that we play out from the back. <laughs> they, don't, they don't like that. They, they, I don't know whether they'd rather just Vicario just lumped it up the pitch to see if Son will win a flick on for himself or what. I don't know what they want him to do, but... Um, and another, the other thing. How dare we? Obviously, yeah, and the other thing about that is that all the players that are injured are all the good passers of the ball. Yeah. So what you're left with is your is your Emerson Royals and your and your um, well even Basuma was was poor. I'm sure we'll get onto that. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the, the sort of the the rest where the passing was poor, which then created where. Well, we we continually created our own problems yesterday rather than City. Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. But it's in the on. second half, we, we the, the passing did get a bit better by the Vicario one in the first minute of the second half. But um, that seems to be the media's big thing about us passing out from the back. They, they, were, they were all over it against Arsenal. And, 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 you know, there are quite a lot of similarities between yesterday and the Arsenal game. Whereas we weren't particularly great in the first half, but we were still in the game at half time, and that's massive. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 I, I sometimes think that the the, the 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 commentators in the panel just kind of try and make they 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 kind of stick with a particular perspective, and they they die on that hill. And, and Gary, Neville's, it, Gary Neville's done that twice now. We did it with we did it with Destiny um, against Saka in the Arsenal game, and yeah. in the end, in the end. Saka was anonymous in the second half, hmm. and then they did it with Pedro Porro. He did it with Porro yesterday, and Doc who and Doc who only got past him once in the in the fifty odd minutes he was on the pitch. Yeah, it, it's well, it, I, I I barely 
uh, I barely want to take notice of a lot of things that are, that, that are said. They say it with such authority, like it's this is set in stone. It's like, mate, your your opinion's actually wrong. I don't know what you're watching. You know, they're banging on about Man City aren't the same team when Rodri's not playing. And or, or Kevin De Bruyne is obviously missed. And I'm like, mate, we've got 10 players out. <laughs> like, why, yeah, why, why does that not... Why is that less? Why is that any less relevant? Like we have got the, not the spine of the team, but arguably very important parts of how we play, and it kind of makes me think if we had gone up there with a full team, if we had Mickey and, and Romero and we had Madison and and Bentoncourt, etc., etc., we would have beaten Man City. I don't think that is a wild statement to make, based on especially with the way Man City are playing at the moment. Not with the with the greatest conviction in 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 how, but that's our problem. We've got our own problems to worry about. I don't care. Football is about punishing the mistakes or the complacency of the other team. You know, you can't just sit there. But you you also can't say that's the reason why you win the game. You know, Aston Villa that was a good victory. They were professional. They were patient. They were ruthless, and they were clinical when they had those opportunities. Now on another day. They lose Villa, four or five Villa, now, you know. Villa knew Villa picked on our weakness from yeah. me. And City City don't City City you can argue we're City naive by continuing to play in the, the way that they play yeah. and not changing up changing up and putting balls in proper crosses in for Haaland to attack, which Yeah. You know, I agree. So it's not your spawn. It does work. And the thing is it's it you know, you the you know, what are you doing at the end of the day? You're not we're not trying to prove we're better than Man City and we're not trying to prove we were lucky. We're just talking about the facts on the day. And for us at the minute, a lot of it is about the strength, the character, uh, the metal of, of this team and, and the way they follow Postacoglu. We're going to, we're going to go into the game. Um, uh, there's some, I'm going to kind of narrate a few things and then, and then ask you a couple of questions around, around the flow of the, the first half, second half. And then how it all ended, uh, but it was interesting. Um, it's interesting now, the, you know, the amount of amazing quotes being released by Kulusevski and, and and obviously Postecoglou and the pressers, just around the whole philosophy and and you know, um, I think Kulu said or Deki, whatever you want to call him, uh, the Ginger Prince. Um, uh, he said that you know at half time uh Postacoglu was was up a little bit upset maybe angry and and just said like go out there and play football and i think he i think i think one of the quotes i read was was uh don't think just play it's like find, it's like find this you know what you guys need to be doing stop overthinking it now that ties in with the first half right and and quite prob prob and probably the, the the whole game to be fair because if there was one consistent thing, it was that inability to retain some cohesive uh, passing. We were very uh, clumsy or untidy. There was a there, like you said, there was a lot of things that we gave away. We gave the gave away the ball for you know the the goals. We gave away free kicks. We we kind of invited them. We were the and there was one point when Sky completely lost their shit. We were trying to play the ball out, and we were just it was it was like an urgency, but it wasn't it wasn't intelligent urgency. And we gave the ball away, and I think that led led to something that might have led to the equalizer. Uh, that might have led to great uh, Grealish scoring actually. 
and Basuma losing the ball and, and the rest of it. So, what what was your what I mean? Postacoglu said that it was just a lack of belief. You know, it's just a little wobble, a little mental wobble that that we had. But um, are you worried? Are you worried about Basuma? Are you worried that the last few games he, he hasn't been? You know, you have to go back to before he was initially banned. Um, for him to, you know, for for you to rem- for us to remember, like how brilliant he was. Whereas at the minute, you know, he's he's trying to be brave, right, on the ball. He's bringing the ball out. He's trying to attack space, but it was a bit silly for him to try and take on three players and lose the ball where he lost it. Um, so have, have you got any kind of like uh, uh, hate for <laughs> for for certain traits within within this kind of new look Tottenham? Not just in really. terms of in, in um, terms of the mentality, like should Basuma stop trying to dribble the ball out? Should he pump it up the pitch in that instance? No, absolutely, absolutely not for me. Um, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, it's very easy to say that you know you could just lump it out for it, but that then then I just think that just sets a precedent for everybody else, and it's, it almost looks a bit panic stations if if you just all you're doing is then getting the ball is then just lumping it either up the pitch or away from from um, from our box. The problem one of the lads brought up yesterday in our group chat was that that was Basuma's only his third game for us in eight weeks. So I do wonder whether that's got something to do with it, just his pure lack of minutes. Yeah, um, it's been difficult. Been... It's been a difficult few weeks, especially with the fact that you know, arguably, the team isn't. It's it's not the it's not the it's not the core team that you you want putting out. I'm not saying you're you're a player like Basuma needs to take responsibility and and lead. Uh, yeah. I'm... That certainly does. You know, that's not a defence from losing the ball on the edge of our box and conceding the goal. That that's just a a, a factor. You know, he he barely played for. And I don't even think he's played that much for Marley when he's been away with it, with them on the national duty. To be honest, um, and 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 certainly the 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 last thing he needs is to be benched because well, ultimately we don't have enough players for him to be able to do that. Um, so I think the only way that, that for him to improve is to just keep playing minutes for us. Um, so he, you know, any any thought of maybe he's not playing him on Thursday for me is ridiculous. He has to start on Thursday. Um, but I just think, no, I haven't really got any issues with it. Um, I just think that in time it'll it'll come in a bit of form, and it was good to see some get get his sort of his arm around his shoulder at the end and just sort of try and jam up a bit. Um, yeah, because he did he did look a bit down. Thankfully, in it, the end, it didn't it didn't cost for the game. Um, and you just sort of try and hopefully try and push it off, and 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 then he comes back on Thursday and puts a good performance in. That's all you can ask, really. So the first ten minutes were absolutely wild. Um, Brian Keel, who I know is your favourite player, uh, started a, <laughs> uh, started the count. We will get to him in a minute. Uh, started the, the the move. It was a fantastic break. Uh, Decky out to Son. Son doesn't square it, which I'm glad he didn't because I'm just worried about offsides. Uh, maybe a bit fortunate, ball under the body of the keeper, one nil, and then not you know before you he's could blink a, basically. Go he's on. got a habit of that, by the way, Edison. He's thrown a few in his net against us over the years. I know. <laughs> right, okay. Do you know what? That this is the. For anyone listening, I'm spooky. This is what I do. This is filthy shambles because it's a bit shambolic. What is it about this fixture? Like before we before we get to the blow by blows that I want to cover, um, and then the 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 players, and then the rest of it. 
what is it about this fixture? Why do we have this hold over Man City? Like, what is it exactly? Because the team changes. The managers change. The players change. City, relatively speaking, do not change. They are an elite squad, regardless of when we face them, right? What is it about Tottenham Hotspur? Or what is it about us bringing, <laughs> bringing this kind of energy to these games every single time, home and away? I would love to be able to, to explain what it I is. I know. But it's it's magic. bizarre. I mean, I was, <laughs> I was in, in, I know, I was in the local on Friday and we were talking, talking about the match and stuff. And I, I sort of said, oh, you know, this is the one, one of the teams that we seem to have this sort of thing. And I was, and I must have then spent the next 10, 15 minutes just reeling off match after match after match of, oh, this was a brilliant night at uh, Man City. This was a great one. This was a night. You know, you could go on forever. Like the first, the one and only time ever I went to Main Road was 2001 when, I mean, neither team were, certainly not us anyway. I think we had Andy, it was one of the infamous Andy Booth games. And um, Andre Kanchelskis was playing for City. He absolutely tossed a new one for about 80 odd minutes. We somehow didn't concede. He then, in an split, he got subbed. And then Rebrov went and scored in the last minute and we won 1 0. And it's just, and then. You go through Canute scored a worldie. I remember one year, um, the Carlin Cup quarter final, uh, when Berbatov up front in his own was just majestic. Obviously the Crouch. There was a game I think where Ben scored twice when we came from one 0 down. It's just you can just reel them off game after game. The Jeez, man. Last, it's mad. last minute winner. It, it is just uh, even that game where Lucas came off literally came off the bench and scored. Yeah, immediately scored. Um, <laughs> It's, it is, and then these are just the games at Man City. You know, you could, there's probably another amount of games at White Hart Lane that could reel off as well. It's just. So I mean, even Pep said it at the start of the season. What was what I said? What's your um, what's your aim for this season? And his his reply was beat uh, score a goal at Spurs. That yeah. Was his yeah, yeah. I mean, it's he, just he, unbelievable. It is. It is mad. Kind of living rent free in in in. In, in in the head of the, the the well, the best domestic football club in the world, I guess, uh, champions of Europe, uh, treble winners, uh, and the rest of it. Not that this is a trophy for Spurs. It's just absolutely hilarious that this is the team that we choose to never lose against. Um, so like we go one new up. Son quite unfortunate uh, scores at the other end, one uh, one. Then we had an extraordinary Haaland um, miss. Um and oh no, actually I don't know whether that was when he missed. There was a lot of opportunities basically that where, where City were a little bit um careless. But we had a, a good patch around about the twentieth minute. There was a good tempo. Uh, there was a, a Johnson break. Um, there was again City lost the ball. I think we broke. Uh, Brian Hill played in Son. Then you had uh. Doku smacking the ball against uh, the woodwork. And in 30th minute, Phil Foden makes it 2-1. Really excellent bit of football. But it was Basuma losing the ball earlier um, in the build-up. I think it was a throw-in. Um, and we continued. We persisted to give the ball away. Alvarez hit the post. Uh, Basuma lost the ball again. Haaland over the bar. There was about 10 shots to one by the time we got to the 40th minute. And then we might have uh, might have had one last half half a chance if that towards the end of the half. Now, looking back, 
was a little bit of a messy half where we were all right in patches and then we were calamitous in terms of possession, like just giving them the ball, feeding them the ball, inviting them on, and then they were more than wasteful. Um, during that first half, we go in, we go in at two one, two one down, right? Um, how how were you feeling at half time? And who were there were there were there players in the team? I, when I was watching the game, I didn't think there was any weaknesses in the team. It was just I felt the synergy as a collective wasn't quite there. The, the tempo was teased for a few minutes here and there, but overall it was too fragile, right? And if you're going to be fragile for a second against Man City, they're likely to punish you. And obviously they did with that that second uh, with the Phil Foden uh, goal. But when when you when we went in for half time, did you think? Right, something's got to change. We've got to make substitutions, or X, Y, and Z are not playing well, or like where where were your concerns festering at that point? I was very much in that we had to make at least one change. Um, I, I, like I say, I remember Brian Hill. Uh, he was he just looked lost out there. He looked like a well, exactly what he is. He looked like a small boy playing a man's game. Um, I was I was shocked that. Not only did he manage seventy minutes the week before, where I thought he's just he doesn't offer anything for me. He does everything was he looks to take a man on, and then all he does is just Cruyff turns turns it round and then just plays a safe ball either sideways or back. And, and if you're playing on a, as your sort of your sort of left wing forward, that's not that's not what you're on the field for is to start passing it back to the centre backs or whatever. So I, I didn't think he should have started. Yesterday, didn't, I don't think he's good enough. Um, so go on, let, uh, let, let, let's do this now. Like, what's your problem with him? Generally, I mean, I'm not taking the piss by asking you that question. Like, I can see for me, he's. I don't think he's built for the Premier League, right? And that might be just because he's he's small. Okay, that that might be the most simplistic analysis you'll ever hear on a podcast about a footballer. I think he's quite tricky. I think he he can keep the ball really well sometimes. I don't think I think I think there's something in the second half where he could have released Son and Son went absolutely ballistic. And these are little things, right? Players can improve their decision making and the rest of it. But what is it about him that you think there is no potential growth? Uh, like, excuse the pun, in 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 the way that he plays football within this team. And you know, granted, he's probably playing right because all our other wingers are, are either out for the season or just long term injuries. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'll give I'll give him that. Is that he's probably what sixth choice <laughs> to play in yeah. that position, um, based on just the amount of players that that we've got unavailable. But I, he's not. He's obviously because he's very small. He doesn't. He, but then he also doesn't have any pace, so he can't use that as a as a weapon to to get away from his man. I mean, obviously, most people aren't going to get past Kyle Walker anyway through pace, but. I just don't think he brings enough to the table to warrant start. Okay, that's I think, that's I think there are players, and granted, yes, we have a lot of players out, but I think there's plenty of players already that are available um, that could fill his position. And and I know, obviously, a lot of people are, are, are um, praising Kulisewski playing in a slightly sort of more deeper role or whatever, but ultimately he ended up scoring the weak realizer from his natural position out from the, from wide yeah. right to then to come in. So and I just, someone I, I someone like, in that movement actually pointed. Actually, I can't I can't remember who it was. Someone was like pointing to Kulosevsky, attack that space, and you kind of run into that space. 
and then obviously perfectly just in time to to kind of head that ball in or, or shoulder I, it. And in. I just think we'll look we'll look better we'll look better with Johnson on one side and Kulisevsky on the other. Yeah. Um, ultimately, I just think they're better players. Uh, okay. Well, look, second half we make that change. Uh, Hoybier does come on for Brian Hill, and and that is the compromise, as Sky put it, in terms of just having a little bit more in terms of uh, kind of defensive qualities and. Almost immediately, we'd nearly go three-one down because of, uh, like you said, Vic um, uh, losing his, his uh, um, brain capacity to, to to play something uh, slightly less direct straight into the path of, of, of Manchester City boots. Um, so we started the <laughs> we started the second half a little bit messy, um, and obviously Vic pulled out an amazing save, even though, as I just said, he assisted himself there to, to make that save. Um, um, now, uh, Grealish comes on uh, on the around about the 50th minute. Um, that's, uh, I think Johnson, who I think is bedding in nice, nicely, slowly, but nicely. He had a shot straight at the keeper. Uh, Destiny. Uh, Which we don't, do, we don't do enough of, by the way. Yeah, well, I know. He went an amazing run. Shoot, and, and I certainly remember seeing that to my... Uh, to my mate, who I was watching it with yesterday, like, we don't do enough of that, and it, you know, f- fair enough, we haven't scored, but at least he's actually had an effort. This is, this is had a, a go rather than sort of ma- an amazing run. You end up going down a, a back alley or whatever, and you have no options, and then you end up having to then turn round, playing it back down, and then you lose all momentum. At least he's had a, a strike at goal. You know, who's to say that on another day he does that? Take like what Kuliseski did for the. Chelsea, he doesn't do it enough either. When yeah. he cut, cuts inside, he had a dig. It it takes the deflection and sure, it goes in. You know, so yeah, we need to. I just wish we'd do that a bit more. Because I think we'd we'd, we'd score deflected goals and we'd, we'd get lucky breaks off the back of that. Uh, sometimes we we try to be a little bit too clean uh, and over precise. But there's nothing wrong with that. That the I think these things will come organically over time. Um, I think we'll work out. You know, Kulusevski, who we, we speak about. Uh, soon, you know he's been quiet, quietly beastly across this season. He's been a, a lot of the grafty hard work, uh, a lot of the running, um, and, and when he's on the ball, he looks fantastic. Sometimes he gets past players so easily, and then obviously what he's done, um, what he's done, uh, what he done yesterday, kind of completely lost my, my 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 train of thought there because I just I could just see him dunking. On 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 the on the city defender, um, what he done yesterday was fantastic because again a, a bit of a clutch move and, and and obviously an NBA celebration to follow up with, uh, but we we we'll get to Kulusevski momentarily. Uh, Destiny dealing with Foden at pace, um, Foden looked like he was going to get away and 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 Udogi just absolutely ate that up, and we were just looking more solid and, com- and competitive generally in the second half. Um, it was just in terms of movement from the from the back to the front. The final ball still not incisive. Uh, we needed to be a bit more measured, a bit more cultured, but that's fine. City fans were getting frustrated. Um, I think 60th minute, we we at that point we had about 70%, 71% of the possession. So we really came back into it. I think I think not a lot was made by the commentators, but you know, the fact that I think it was more about why. Why are Spurs playing risky football, and 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 why are Man City just playing within themselves? It was like, well, maybe because 
Spurs were doing enough to just wobble City. Regardless of that, you know, Spurs were comfortable. And um, we kept a lot of the big man, big named players quiet yeah, at that point as well. I just well. forgot yeah, about Harland at times. Harland, like, Bernardo Silva, uh, a gun. We weren't getting as much of any of the ball, really. So, no, that it was a, a very um, a good spell by us at that point, in which then obviously then moves on to us getting the um, getting the equaliser. Before before we get to Geo, let's also just just on um, on uh, Davis and uh, uh, Royale well, Emerson, um, rapper extraordinaire. Um, they've done they've done all right for a couple of fullbacks. I mean, it's not ideal. You don't want to see them there every week. Romero's back for the West Ham game. Thank fuck. And please, Cootie, whatever you do, do not get red carded in another emotional <laughs> London derby because because it'll be it'll become re- really tricky to, to kind of defend you constantly having that edge as a as a player. Um, but the, these two kind of makeshift players at the back. They're all right for what, and this is this is again this is one of these things that I like to throw back at people's faces occasionally. It's the players, no, it's not. It's the manager. It's that whole narrative around Conte throwing players under the bus, right? Asking them to do things and they weren't able to do it, and they were lacking confidence. And they were shredded to bits, and they were shit because because really they're just not capable uh, uh, to play a certain type of football or or, or to. To have a certain type of discipline for certain things, you know. But these two guys have done all right with Postacoglu guiding them. So credit to Postacoglu, credit to him for his man manager uh, skills to to give them the belief. I mean, obviously Emerson's probably a, a little bit more. I guess they're both are good defenders, but in fullback positions when asked not to attack. Uh, but they've done all right as centre backs. I just want you to yeah. see. I just want to see if, you, if there's any 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 credit you can give them in addition to, you know, what they've what they've had from from the fan base and, and from their manager. I mean, yeah, I, I, I'll still say that they were a little bit ropey last Sunday, but I think that was mainly because, like I said earlier, Villa went for a more certainly to me from what I was watching, even more as from crosses and things like that, where I didn't think we looked quite as. But certainly playing uh, yesterday, um, I mean, I, I know people were trying to point fingers at someone for the for the second goal, but I just thought that was a very good footballing goal, really. Um, good. Uh, um, but no, I mean to keep. I mean, Haaland, yes, he missed the sit in the first half, but second half, did he have a chance? I I can't remember him having one. Not one. Um, kept them totally at bay. Um, so no, I've got. Nothing but praise for the pair of them to, to get through it. Really, I mean, it, you could argue that Davies has probably done it a bit more than than Emerson has for wheels and stuff. But even then, he's probably playing in the back three, which will be different again. Um, but yeah, I, I'm certainly looking forward to Romero getting back in the side. Um, yeah, hundred percent. Because I also think it helps us going forward as well because he's a better passer of the ball. Um, he can he slows the pit, he can slow it down as well with. When he's when he's holding up the ball and looking for the for the right pass, um, to break through the lines into midfield. So, which is obviously, I, I would presume going forward it'll be Davies and and um, and Romero at the back. Um, but no, 
No. Mate, we would we would have been unbeaten if we did if that implosion didn't happen at Chelsea, we'd still be unbeaten right now. And that that and yeah. that, that that's 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 a, again another mental statement that I'm going to make on this Monday morning or Monday afternoon. But I I I you know it's not beyond the realms of of uh well it kind of is now because you can't go back in time. But the point being is you can see you can you can look at it objectively and then with a little bit of bias and say that Spurs. You know, Wolves aside, um, you know, performance-wise, you know, everything was on that Chelsea game. And it's just, it's unreal that that happened and that the consequences of that have been damaging in terms of the momentum we were building because we could have we could have got to somewhere well ahead of schedule, um, which often isn't a good thing for Tottenham, you know, because... I don't quite trust Daniel Levy in, in how he will analyse that. Oh, you got you, you got us. You, we finished second with this team. We've won window. There, yeah, you don't need you don't need to transfer. I mean, again, that's a bit of a stereotype from my part based on history. It's not really a stereotype. It's just historically we know how reserved <laughs> we have been in certain instances. But hopefully, I think Daniel Levy gets it this time. It's it's for him to fuck it up from here as as a chairman. I think. Will probably end my. Um, I, I don't have any expectations on on Postecoglou and Tottenham right now, other than I know we're building, and those expect, expectations will be delivered to me. They will be given to me by the club and the players and the manager, and then I will say I actually believe we're going to win the league this season. You know, and that might be next year or the year after, hopefully. Yeah, uh, and and until then, I am just I am supporting, and I'm and I'm just part of this journey, the ups and the downs, and the rest of it. Um, but if we somehow screw it up internally, and there's no doubt that we've internally mismanaged it, then yeah, I, mm, I'm not saying yellow and purple or whatever the bloody colours are, and I won't be standing. That's, that's, out. Uh... Let's worry about that another time. Yeah, I don't know why I went down there. That's that's like a dark, <laughs> dark uh, uh, process of thought that doesn't need to be that's visited a, ever. That's, post, a, that's an early, that's an early February post transfer window pod. I think that one. Yeah, without a doubt. Right. So, Gio Lo Celso. Let's talk about him. He scored a fantastic equaliser, uh, second in two games. How are you feeling about Gio? Because now it's a redemption arc. He's actually looking a bit of a player. Uh, whereas he never has looked like a player who's been bothered about being a player for Tottenham, and yet now you know he he it feels like one of the positives from all the negatives is that he's getting a run of games and he's performing. What, what's your well, thought? I mean, that, that, Redemption. That, it, it's, it's very very similar to his spell. Before, how far back? We'll go. <laughs> Probably under Mourinho when he was arguably the best player for three months when he got a game every week. Um, and we were struggling and, and I think he sort of symbolised the team almost a little bit yesterday where I thought he was quite quiet and, and not great in the first half but grew into the game um, as we as the, as the team did as the, as the game wore on um, took his goal really well as he did the week before um, he just for me he has to he, he almost has to play well, he has to play every game now we, there's there's almost no choice in that Um but long may continue, and yeah, for, for 
certainly now in comparison to the little spells where he came back from like loan spells and we give him like 20 minutes or whatever, he actually does look like he's bothered and he looks like he's interested. Um, he does, doesn't he? He's and, just... And it, hopefully the, the sort of... Um, sort of... With Romero being one of the sort of leadership group now, I wonder whether... Fingers crossed, he's sort of give him a bit of a sort of talking to, as if to say, like you know, book your ideas up, and you will get your your minutes, and 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 rewards will come from that. And you know, I mean, that was a, it was a great goal he, he took yesterday. Um, but he yeah. scored, he equalizes, uh, fantastic effort. He, then he has a shot deflected for a corner. Uh, a ball smacks around in the penalty area. Um. I, there was a Rodri half half chance. So the second half kind of opened up a little bit after we equalised, as you would expect it. Uh, then we, we, we made more changes. Skip came on for Gio. Um, you know, City had more of the ball. Gentle pressure. They, you felt, I felt a little bit worried. Like, you know, let's not give it away for a third time. Uh, and we gave it away for a third time. Uh, Basuma losing the ball again. It feels like that's his biggest contribution in the game unfortunately and that was for um the uh, for Grealish to score uh kind of celebrate like Maradona in front of the uh the I camera. said that that was my exact <laughs> comment as well it turned into Maradona in 94 um, yeah I was like looking at the bags under his eyes and thinking mate you're a footballer why you know liven up a little bit you can sleep during the day you can you train a few times a week come on don't need to have Black I don't know whether that was um, whether that was sort of pointed towards anybody in particular. I know that Sunet had done an article on them. Um, the yeah, weekend, so. I, I I didn't take that personally at all. By the way, I think that he, he there is obviously a lot being said about him. Um, he's on the bench. He's obviously come on for the for for the player that's that's kind of replaced him, and he's obviously scored what he thought was the winning goal. Um, I'd have him at Tottenham all day long, by the way. hundred percent. <laughs> he's got the right. Oh my god! In a Postecoglou team, he'd be so much more creative as well. Uh, than, just, than what, he's um, another one who he's another one who screams Tottenham player to me. Just yeah, you never know. You you don't know with City. They, they obviously hold players right. You just don't know how it's going to work out. Um, right. So it's three two. Um, we kind of start getting the ball a little bit. We're creeping towards the end of the game. Uh, Richie comes on. Richie's back. Richie's back. He could only play about 10 minutes. Um, I think his best I contribution did. was to, to get yellow card. I think he picked the ball up and kicked it into into the heavens after we, we actually uh, equalised for a second time. Um, we So we're, we're attacking. We're playing well. I'm trying to think if it was... I want to say it was Ben Davis who headed the ball out from midfield and it kind of breaks to Johnson. Obviously, Johnson, again, like I said, quite... No, you're thinking... Sorry, you're thinking Ben Davis' header was in the build-up to the second goal. It's for the Geo. You're right. It's actually... um, You're right. It's actually Ollie Skip manages to get past two. Yeah. Yeah, so good on Skip. Substitution work in there. uh, Quick on his feet. Fresh. And obviously a fantastic ball into the into the box and Kulusevsky attacking that space, dunking on Ake. Um kinda hits his well, it was a header, right? I think we we're all saying it's a header, but it looks like it, it kind of clipped his shoulder. Yeah, yeah. Head and shoulders uh, above the Man City defence, regardless. 
um fantastic equalizer we've done it again it's this thing this this just this hold we have over man city we steal the points pep flawed in the, in his technical area as he does dramatically it's almost at this point he knows he's going to be a meme so he just he just thinks fuck it let me just give everyone some content he's rolling around on the floor brilliant for for Kulisevsky as well he scored a few times this season and you know he's he's a poster boy for everything that Postecoglou stands for uh, as well so we're we're losing our share I spot a couple of people in 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 the crowd in the city away end uh, from from the south stand. Um, quite surprised one of them had not stripped off completely because he usually takes his shirt off when, when Spurs score th- three away from home. Uh, so I, I don't know whether he's just bottled it, uh, but fair enough, it, it was a cold night. Um, but then the chaos, right? The chaos of the last minute or two. We counter or we attack and there's a ball crossed in. can't remember who it was. I don't know if it's Poro. I can't remember. And it was like behind the players. It just wasn't in the right place and it gets defended. And it's like, if that was delivered, if that was delivered... Yeah, we win. We win 4-3, right? Which would have been absolutely unbelievable just for the banter, for the memes, for everything, for for Postacoglu to get even more uh, uh, debate and discussion around his, his style of football. But then what happens is City counter off the back of defending that moment. Has the referee... I mean, everyone's seen this now, right? Has the referee completely fucked this up? Because I still don't really understand what had happened here. Because Haaland gets fouled. The referee looks like he's playing on. The ball goes over to, uh, to Gre- uh, Grealish, who's gone through a few Spurs players. To, to So he hasn't... He's not offside. No one's lifted their flag. But then the referee pulls it back. And Man City and Haaland, Goldilocks himself absolutely losing his shit like the three bears have just walked in uh, and, and found him uh, eating my, the porridge. My opinion, my opinion on it has changed slightly. When I first saw it, my first view was he was offside, but then obviously the replay shows that he was nowhere near offside. Then I thought, well, he's, he's dropped an absolute bollock and that Grealish would have went in and scored. But having watched it back a few times, Pedro Porro just instantly stops as soon as the whistle blows. <laughs> I'm convinced that Poro gets back, and and at least he doesn't have a clear. I don't think he has. He would he would have had a clear run on goal. I think Poro does enough to either pull him off, or he has to either then try and take him on or whatever. Or Poro just thinks, "Fuck it, I'll just wipe him out completely and take the red card for the team." Um, so I can understand. I'm sure if that had happened to us, we would all be kicking off, but. You know, is it is is it as bad a mistake as Haaland missing that open goal? Uh, you know. Well, the, this is it, right? They're 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 losing their shit like that was that was their moment of glory. There was no guarantees, like you said. Fair enough. Still, they they still forty yards from goal. He's you know. Yes. Yeah. I mean, Vic absolutely kills uh, uh, Grealish in that one on one as well. I think he just takes him out, but. You know, it, the fact is, it was probably more frustration from Haaland over the, the 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 sitters that he did miss and the opportunities that he did have uh, that he wasn't composed enough to take them. Um, that's what that's what's eating away at him, and, and that's fair enough. He's a, he's a top player. If you didn't show, if you weren't frustrated from your your your, your performance, like Basuma walking around after the game looking a little bit. 
just isolated in his own thoughts, like probably thinking, overthinking his own performance, you know, that he probably thought I gave the ball away too often and that led to goals. And and, and that's fine. It's reflection, you know, it, it's, it's, you know, it's like this thing around anxiety is, is this kind of, it's self-awareness, uh, self-awareness around, um, around knowing that you should be, you know, you should be in fear of something or you should, you're conscious that something's happening that's putting you under a little bit of pressure. Obviously, footballers, it's not that, it's not that centric to, to traditional anxiety. It's it's probably them thinking and overthinking, what could, I, what could I have done different? And we kind of touched upon this, nothing. Keep doing what you're doing. At some point, you, you will flow and fly past these players because your confidence will be at a premium level. Whereas at the minute, things are disjointed within the team, and naturally so, because we don't have that foundation in defence. We don't have that foundation in midfield. You know, there's teething issues all over the all over the, the pitch, but what's gluing everything together is that philosophy and, 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 and this postacoglu. What we're going to do is we're going to stop um, the... Well, we're not going to stop podcasting, but we will stop the... Uh, free version of the podcast that you're listening to um on all the podcast apps that are available um and we're going to continue the chat on the patreon only version so what we're going to do is we're going to continue talking about uh the impact of the subs decky's performance uh vic's uh is vic the best keeper in the premier league we can talk about that uh a bit more about johnson bedding in jamie donnelly coming off the bench don't think he touched the ball, but it's a, a, another big moment. Uh, for, I think in Tottenham's evolution under Postacoglu, that the academy team is so connected to the first team. It's, it's great to see. And we're going to chat about um, West Ham and Newcastle because we've got two games coming up thick and fast towards the end of the week. Um, so we will leave it here for the normal pod. And if you're listening to Patreon, you only have to wait a couple of seconds and we're going to keep nattering session so um up the spurs and catch you on the next one